Good morning, church family. I don't know if you know this, but in the Psalms, the word advice is to come into God's presence with singing and with thanksgiving. You know, but sometimes you don't feel like singing. You know what I'm saying? You ever have those times you don't feel like singing? But I want to encourage you this morning that whether you feel like it or not, to come into God's presence, praising Him as an act of faith. It reminds us of His goodness and who He is, His faithfulness. So come on, let's worship God together as we sing this song. this 
up as only, as only two of you this time. Ain't God good? Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, you can go ahead and be seated. What a great day of celebration. And I want to welcome all those that are here for the very first time. We're so honored to be able to connect with you. And we just pray you feel the love of God in this place, the love of the people that you are around. I, I pray you just feel welcomed, encouraged, and blessed. And for those watching online, especially those for the very first time, we're so grateful that we get to connect with you, whether it's in your house or a hospital or a coffee shop or wherever we're connecting today. I just want to tell you we love you and we can't wait to see you, hopefully, right here in this house because there's something special about being around the family of God. Uh, listen, I want to take a moment and welcome all of them, those online and those especially our first-time guests in the building. Can you give it up for our first-time guests here? Welcome. So glad you're here. And uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jesse and Martha deal uh, there. I think I see him back there and so grateful that you're back in the house. And I believe Kyer Pullum too, somewhere in the house. But man, it's just so great when, when, when people walk through difficulty or struggle or, or trial, uh, especially physically, and then they're able to come back with us and worship together. It just, it's so great. And I thank God for those guys and so some others. Can you just take a moment and thank God for the return right. of some of our dear yes. friends, the saints that have walked through so much. Uh, but if you're here for the very first time, would you do us a favor? Uh, we've got a gift waiting on you right outside the doors and to the left after the service. We'll have a guest reception prepared just for you. And if you take just a moment and fill out the connection card that's in the seat pocket in front of you, and then you can exchange that for the gift there at our guest reception. Or uh, maybe you're uh, tech savvy and you're online watching. You can use the QR code that's on the screen right now. Uh, or you can text D1TEXT to 84576. And this is a way to get you connected for prayer. If you've got a prayer request, if you have a, a praise report or a testimony, we want to know about it. In uh, next week, we're going to sign up for life groups, and you can sign up online as well as in the building. And uh, listen, I want to let you know as well, the next best step after salvation is baptism. And you can sign up to be baptized or to dedicate a child to the Lord. All that's available right there, and we cannot wait to connect with you in whatever spiritual way we can. We want to help you in your your growth journey, your spiritual journey of faith, and uh, delighted to be able to do that. Hey, we got some really cool things happening yes, right do. here in we our building. Yes, we do. We sure do. Today, today is our grand opening for three new rooms in our kids' first junior. Yeah. Yes, we have outgrown downstairs. We've gone upstairs. We have a brand new um, kind of a clubhouse looking um, room for our three and four year olds. And they, I went up there this morning before I came in here and they are already having such a good time up there. And also upstairs is our nursing's mother's room. We moved it upstairs. I know we had to um, close it down for a little bit, but we moved it upstairs and, and we have also a, what we call a family room. Hey, listen, parents of, of young toddlers and those who aren't ready to go to the nursery yet, um, we have seen the need and we've seen guys out in the lobby just trying to um, wrangle your toddler sometimes or they're just not, they're clingy. Hey, I'm, I've been a mom where your, your toddler is clingy and not ready to go to um, class yet. And so we have a family room upstairs also all on the same wing 
and both the mother's room and the family room have a TV up there so you can still see the service and be a part of what's going on. Hey, you know what? Here at Dothan First, we love families. Yeah. We love families. So we want to minister with where you guys are at, and we're very excited about those rooms. So if you have a moment, you can go upstairs afterwards and look um, at those rooms. Just follow the large balloon arch yeah. that looks so great up there this morning. We're so excited. And um, and we were going to call that a crying room, but we decided that might, you, yeah, some of us don't might just show up there and be like, I just need to cry. I've had too big a, it's for the kids. Okay. I'm just saying it's just for the, okay. Oh, come on now. Listen. We are going to have fun today. Yes, we are. Hey, and I have a very, very exciting um, news today. And you guys have seen it in some of the videos that we have been posting at our announcements. But February 17th, where's the ladies in the house? Come on, ladies. Yeah, okay. This is our very first sisterhood of 2000. Uh, what year are we? 2023. 2023. Can That's you right. It? Our sisterhood refresh gathering night. You do not want to miss this. Listen. We're going to have not only Mural City, and um, there's talks of having Crumble Cookie, and then we're going to come in here for a powerful, powerful word from one of my friends, Pastor Britt Powell, and you do not want to miss this. Listen to me. Her and her husband are the campus pastors at Southeastern University, and before that, they were pastoring in California, but she is a firecracker preacher girl, yeah. so you do not want to miss that time. Invite your friends, invite your sisters, your mom, your cousins, and anybody, your neighbor your co-worker and come out with us ladies that night uh, um, sisterhood refresh 17th of february and while uh, while she's on that note i'll say to all the guys in the house if you have children especially small children guys would you just do a favor of uh, to your ladies and help them get there by making sure you watch the kids or you make sure to to make extra effort uh, to make a meal or whatever you need to do to provide that space. I know when I was uh, a young dad, I didn't fully understand the stress and strain of leaving the kids uh, at home for moms. And, and I had to try to make some special uh, arrangements to make sure I was on point uh, for that. And I encourage you to do the same. Your, your spouse will never be the same. They'll be changed in a really powerful way because they're connected to the king's business, to God's business. So. And there's going to be a, a surprise announcement that night. But ladies, you do not want to miss that. So I'm excited about that one yeah. too. And hey, we have sign-ups this um, afternoon or after service for our freedom groups. And you guys have been seeing the video and we're going to play it in just a minute. But you want to be a part of this. And I will tell you that right now the slots are limited, but we are going to continue to have these groups. But I want to encourage you. We want to encourage you as your pastors to take advantage of this group. It, I'm telling you, your life will be changed. We have men's groups and we have women's freedom groups, and we are very, very excited to launch them here in Dothan First. Yeah, so when when we launch both our life groups, we have, we have you can still be a host of a life group, which we have available throughout. Uh, you'll notice outside the doors and to the left, there's a, a QR code just like the one on the screen now, and you can use that to sign up to be a life group host of any type whether it's a, a golf group or a coffee group or whatever, just a time to connect and build relationships and grow deeper in relationship to the Lord. 
but these freedom groups are going to run simultaneously. They're going to run at the same time of our life groups, but they're, they're unique in that we believe it's going to be a strategic way for you to break down some of those old habits, those old barriers that are keeping you back from growing in the Lord. Would you just take a look at this video as we just present the freedom classes? Dothan First family, we have something so incredible coming up. February 22nd, we are launching into freedom. That's right. Freedom Life Groups, which is designed to help you walk out your life victoriously and live an abundant life that Christ called you to. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. It is biblically based and it's going to help you really connect to the personal connection you need to have with God, your creator, and who you're called to become. That's right. This small group will help you identify those obstacles that are keeping you from being intimate with Lord and growing in your walk with him. So join us as we jump into freedom. Freedom taught me how to let go and let God. It was great. The Freedom Group Bible Study helped me to surrender every part of my life while showing me the unconditional love of Christ. Freedom will dig up some of those dead, spiritual, rotting, cancerous roots and prepare you for spiritual battle and victory like you would not believe. Freedom is just what it is. It's freedom. And I love this study because I get to do some deep work in myself and with others. Freedom showed me how important my thoughts and words are. His word is living and it changes me and makes me free. Freedom is the most life-changing study that I have ever done. Freedom taught me how to stop doing church and how to walk in a deep, authentic relationship with God. The Freedom Study allows us to take a look at some of the core beliefs that we have about God and ourselves, and that really gives us the opportunity to change everything. It was such a joy to experience the camaraderie of women who have found freedom in Jesus. Freedom Group made me want to read the Bible and know the living God more because of how much He loves me. Freedom led me to finding true peace over my past. This is something I have been searching for since I first said yes to Jesus. So come join some friends and meet some new ones. Meet us at the table in the foyer after the service. You're going to love it. The Freedom Group will stir up purpose within you and empower you to walk out your God-given destiny. So it's going to be great, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's, just, it's going to be powerful, and you, you don't want to miss that, and we're going to in, continue to encourage that. Uh, we want that to just be a part of the lifeblood of our church as we continue to grow deeper in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, listen, it's offering time. We get to give unto the Lord. How many grateful God's blessed you? Come on. He's been good. He's been faithful. New people at the church are going, man, they clap a lot. Yeah, that's right. We get it. We get excited. We, we just want to keep your hands warm. It's still kind of cold outside, so we get your hands warm. Uh, no, we, we always love to give to God. It's a blessing, and it's a joy, and it's an opportunity to partner, to win the world 
to Jesus Christ. Around the world, we have opportunity, both in our giving of tithes and offerings that help sustain the local church and uh, its mission here in Dothan and in the Wiregrass area, but then above and beyond to go, to go into the highways, the byways, to go from the north, south, east, and west in all parts of the world to be able to win people to Jesus that have never heard God's precious name, the name of his son, Jesus. And so it's our delight to be able to partner with you to see this world changed because of the love of Jesus Christ. Well, listen, we don't pass the plate, but we will give you opportunity. You can see the five ways to give on the screen. And at the end of our service, if you're giving in a giving envelope, uh, a check or something like that, you can put it in that giving envelope and then just worship on the way out with your giving by placing it in those giving boxes that are stationed uh, at each of the doorways. Well, I'd like to take a moment and pray over you and your family during this time of giving to believe God for blessing. Uh, We don't just presume upon God that his blessing will come in a financial way, although it often does. But do you know, God gives us things that go above the the finances. When we sow in a, a seed of faith, there's always more that is produced. And I'm gonna talk about that today. I'm gonna give you a little more insight biblically on the principles of sowing and reaping. But I just want you to understand that when you give, and especially when you follow God's commands to give, when you give that portion of the tithe, God does things that you couldn't pay for giving you things like peace. How much, could, could, how much money could you provide or pay that would give you peace? Well, there's no amount. There's health and strength and things that God provides in our lives that, that we just have to be thankful for. And I want to take a moment and pray over this time of giving for you, for your family today. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity we get to give. Now, Lord, I ask that you would do what you do best, go above and beyond Lord, uh, strategically, would you bless your people today, exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And now, Lord, today, I, prov- I pray you would provide a pathway for giving, that as uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And we want to give uh, out of our time, our talent, and our treasure to be able to responsibly sow back a seed to be able to produce a harvest in our lives. And we thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name, we pray it all. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. And listen, today, uh, I want to invite the elders, your elders, to go to our various stations of prayer. You know, these elders, they pray for you all week long. And they love you dearly. But they're here for you every Sunday, every time we have a gathering like this. They make themselves available for prayer. And they'll be stationed at our exit signs toward the back here and here, up in the balcony over here. And and the reason that that we do that is because, well, a couple reasons. One is if we had them toward the front, some people would never come to receive prayer. They're just so afraid of walking forward or being seen. But, you know, you can just slip back toward those areas. Also, it's much easier to hear back there. We want you to hear the prayers that they're praying. Uh, Also, if if we find that you need further ministry, Uh, They can just slip out the door and and you can have a conversation in the hallway there where you can receive a a little more prayer and conversation. But, But listen, friends, they're here for you. And we believe in miracles, friends, still to this day. We've seen healing miracles. We've seen financial miracles. We've seen marriages restored. I'm telling you, friends, I believe in prayer. And we believe that the Bible works. 
And so we want to encourage you and invite you to slip out from where you're at during this next few songs of worship. We'll all stand, and then you can slip out from where you're at and go receive prayer from your elders today. Would you stand with us? Let's worship the King together, and you can slip out from where you're at and receive prayer right now.
hands to Him this morning as an act of surrender, as an act of faith, knowing that He is faithful to meet with us. His presence is near to us. God, we want more of you today, Lord. We worship you today, Lord. Come on, we're going to see.
you. Come on, declare that over your life today. The chains so glad that you do change everything, Lord, and you don't leave us how you find us, God, but your word says that you take us from glory to glory. God, you sanctify us, and you lead us into who you created us to be, and we're so thankful for that today, Lord. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness to us, God. We love you and give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. How will you use your time? Our days on earth are numbered. Our time is short, like a vapor or a fleeting shadow. Will you use this time to serve yourself? Or will you use this time to serve God and others? Will you spend your days storing up earthly riches? Or will you store up treasure in heaven where it is eternal? Will you trust in the Lord every day in order that he may make your path straight? Will you seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God? How will you use your time? That's a pretty good question. How are you going to use your time here on earth? And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But before we get there, can you grab your copy of God's Word or turn on your cell phone or your tablet PC if you've got the Bible in there and the notes that are available through the YouVersion app of the Bible? But could you say this with me? Say, I am what God's Word says I am. I can do what God's Word said I can do. I can become all that God said I could be. So today, I'll hear God's word, 
I'll receive God's word and I'll obey God's word because I love his word. Now just turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's February and it's still cold. What's the deal? I thought we were in the South. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was supposed to get warm in here. What's the deal? Oh, we've been going through this series called Believe For It. And we've been walking you through strategically as this new year begins. We wanted to strategically give you some outlets of health. First and foremost, we wanted to make sure that you had spiritual health. And we wanted to focus in on that with uh, messages like growing in your faith. It's time to grow. And didn't Pastor Will do a great job last week? Come on. And what did it awesome? Just such a powerful word. Thank you, Pastor Will, for uh, that great word. And then uh, we talked about the, not just the spiritual health. We even talked a little bit about physical health and the significance of, of having, you know, eating right, exercising, all those things as you begin a new year. We started out with fasting and prayer, and hopefully you got a word from God during that season of prayer and fasting. But, you know, fasting does many things. It can, it can lead you into, of course, spiritually toward the submission to God and His will to be able to hear Him more clearly. But also in the physical dimension, it's a great detox. I mean, you know, how many of you know every year, at least once a year, we need to detox from everything we've eaten and all the processed foods and all that kind of stuff. And so it, it gives you some physical health. But today I want to tackle about three or four different dimensions of your health. I want to talk about uh, everything from emotional and relational health to covering things like financial health, which I think all of those things are very important and, and biblical. Um, <clears throat> but as we get into it today, I did hear of a story about something that happened right here in Dothan. And um, it was a group of elderly ladies that were uh, driving this vehicle and the policeman clocked them right here, out here at West Main doing 84 miles an hour. <clears throat> clocked her out there and stopped her, pulled her over. <clears throat> and as he uh, approached the vehicle, he noticed that, you know, the driver was a that elderly lady, sweet as she could be, but a little shaken up. But the ladies that were in the back, three ladies that were in the back were just white knuckling it. I mean, they were shaking, they were trembling. You could tell something was going on. And he just pulled her over and said, ma'am, uh, I, I clocked you doing over the speed limit. You were doing 84 miles an hour. And she, she looked at him and said, I was doing the speed limit. He said, ma'am, I'm sorry, you weren't doing the speed limit, you are doing 84 miles an hour. She said, I'm sorry, son, but uh, we come from Wicksburg, and I, I saw signs all down this road, 84, 84, 84. And, and he said, he kind of chuckled, and he said, ma'am, listen, you, you're mistaken. That's not the speed limit. You're on Highway 84. That was signs for Highway 84. And she said, oh, Sonny, I'm so sorry. I, I, I got confused. I, I'm a little older now, and I can't see as good as I used to. And I guess I got a little bit confused. I saw the number, you know, 84, and I thought that's how fast I'm supposed to be going. And, and he, you know, wanted to give her a break. And she promised that she would go a little slower. And he said, well, ma'am, I, I got to just ask you, before, before I leave this traffic stop, I got to find out is everything okay in the car? I mean, these poor ladies, looks like your friends, but they are shaken up. They're trembling. What, you know, what's going on? She said, well, I told you we came from Wicksburg and I just got off of Highway 123. So 123, anyway. 
Hey, when you're older, I think, I think they should make a new law where you get to go the speed limit of your age, right? However old you are, just go as fast as your age. And I think that would be helpful. Anyway, oh, how many know we don't like anything slow? We don't like to drive slow. Well, at least some of us. We don't like to drive slow. Uh, we certainly don't like it slow when we're waiting through the drive-thru, like Pastor Will said last week. You know, we get upset when the line's a little too long. I don't know how many of you have done this, but I did this just last night. I pulled into a, a restaurant, and I was going to go through the drive through and I noticed that the line was just wrapped around, and it wasn't going fast enough, so I just pulled on. I just, I just went on home. I was like, forget this. I'm not, that, I'm not so hungry that I, I'm going to wait in this long line. I'm going to get something else. And we make decisions all the time about things that are too slow. When I go to Sam's Club, uh, I look for what seems to be the fastest moving line. How many know what I'm talking about? And then isn't it just like God teaching us patience that we walk up to the line that seems like it's going to be so quick, so fast and in a hurry. And all of a sudden we push that cart right up to this person that says, and I got 16,000 coupons that I want to try to use and none of them seem to work. They're all expired. The, the person that's the cashier checking everybody out, it's like their first day. Come on, somebody. And you're just thinking, in your mind, get out of my way. Well, I did. Anyway, I would just say, I'm confessing as your pastor. There's been a few times. Hurry up at the gas line, especially at the gas pump. There were a few times where uh, they did special deals where they would drop the price, and especially as it went, shot up really super high, almost $5 a gallon. Everybody was looking for gas that was the cheapest, and so they'd pull in, and there was a few times where they'd have specials, and they'd drop it like 10 cents off of, of the normal price. Everybody else is 10 cents higher, and I saw people lining up and lining up, but wouldn't you know, when I tried to fill up my wife's car, I didn't realize that the gas pump was on what I would consider the wrong side of the car. I don't know what you, if you know what I mean by that, but uh, there's a right side and a wrong side, and hers was on the wrong side as far as I'm concerned. So I pulled up to the gas pump, not even thinking twice, and I'm like, I can't believe I've waited this long, and now I have to wait all over again because I have to pull all the way back around, and I'm trying to look for the fastest way to get done. I got stuff to do. I got short amount of time on this earth. I got to hurry up, but I want you to understand that there are times where you need to go fast. And I think it's important that you run to do the things of God, that you run to obey God, that you run to do good to, for others. I think those are great times to run, but I, I want to give you some balance within this biblical concept of, of going fast. There's something that in God's word talks about going slow. And so what you have to find then is the rhythm of God. And, and I was a drummer in a rock band uh, back in the, my earlier days and loved that in, in high school and then later in college. And, and so I, everything about my life during that season was all about rhythm. You just got to find the timing. And if it's a slow song, you don't play fast. If it's a fast song, you don't play slow. And if you, once you're in a, a rhythm, you got to stay in that rhythm. Now, that's great for music, but I want to explain to you, and I, I think Pastor Will even shared a bit of this last week, that my dad taught me a very valuable lesson about success. That the definition of success is the progressive achievement of God's goals in God's timing. God's time. Friends, it, it's all about God's timing. Sometimes we run after a goal and we think, why haven't I got it yet? Why haven't I achieved it yet? And friends, it's not yet God's timing. 
there's a timing and a rhythm. The Bible calls it walking in the Spirit. I've used this example, this illustration before, uh, but I'm going to do this just totally off the cuff, and uh, I'm going to ask if the two of you would, would help me with this, uh, Griffin and Savannah, if you would help me with this. So if you don't mind, come on up here. Give it up for Griffin and Savannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so come right over here. And what we're going to do is we're just going to walk together, okay? You on one side, you on the other. Okay, so we're just going to walk together. Now, here's the deal. My intention is to get them a little bit off my rhythm, okay? I'm just letting you guys know in advance. All right, so here's the deal. We're going to start with our right foot, all right? And like soldiers walking in line, we're just going to walk toward that, that uh, little keyboard right there. You ready? So starting with the right foot, here we go. Okay. <laughs> they didn't know I was going to turn around and keep doing it. Ready? <laughs> this is going to be fun for Savannah. She's going to laugh the whole time. She is a, a girl that is so full of joy that you can't stop her from laughing. And I absolutely love that. Here we go. Oh, that's what I thought. I just get them distracted for two seconds off the rhythm. Now, I want you two to look at each other behind me. Just kind of look at each other. Y'all look at each other. Okay, here we go. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Okay, thank you guys. You can be seated. Give it up for them. They have no idea what that illustration means until I explain it, but let me explain. <laughs> We're going to have fun today. How many understand there are times, listen, where God is trying to teach you to keep in step with the Spirit, to keep in rhythm with the, the, your walk with the Lord? Your walk with the Lord is something so strategic that if you're not sensitive to know when he says slow and when he says go or when he says stop or wait. See, sometimes we pray and we, we see this, this moment where we think that wait means no. And wait doesn't always mean no. It just means slow. So when you're in the rhythm and the pace of walking with the Lord, there are times where you need to hurry to do things. You'll sense an impression deep down in your spirit that says, son, you need to do this and you need to do it now. You need to obey my voice, God says. You need to hurry up and get this accomplished. There's little time on the earth. The, the Bible talks about a lot of those times when there's a, a, a time to harvest, uh, to reap and, and to harvest. There's a time that you need to sow and you need to get those things done quick. But then there's all, other times where he says, you need to slow it up, slow up your pace a little bit. And just like Savannah and Griffin, what I did was I had them look at each other and then I took off. Sometimes we can get so focused on uh, others or on what the world is doing, or what the world is saying, that we miss the moment that God is moving. The children of Israel in Egypt, and slavery, and in bondage, those Hebrew slaves, left Egypt, spent 40 years in the wilderness, understanding the, the walk of God, the pace of God. That when he moved, they moved. When he stayed, they stayed. And friends, I want you to understand there's, there's no difference from all those thousands of years ago till today. God's still trying to get your attention to move when he moves. And so you have to be dis both discerning and sensitive to follow the rhythm of God. And I want to teach you that God sometimes says proceed with caution in order to achieve success. And that's what we're going to talk about today.
When I think of caution, I think of a yellow light. You know, we, we have those traffic lights out there. And I don't know if you're anything like me. There are probably others in the room that are very cautious. And when they see a yellow light, they slow down because it means caution. And that's great if that's who you are and that's what you do. I think that's awesome. But there are those of us more like me. When I see the yellow light, that means gun it. <laughs> Put that thing in third gear, stomp on the gas, and let's see how fast I can get through it. And then pew, 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 hit that yellow light on the way through. Now, how many of you land in the cautious category when you see a yellow light and you immediately start to slow down? Come on, some of you put up your hands. Okay, there's a few of you. You rule followers in the room, that's good. God bless you, you just adjust your halo. But Okay, now how many of you are a little more like me where you see the yellow light and you gun it? Come on, how many of you? Okay, especially if you're in a hurry, right? Because the lights here in Dothan are five and a half years long. I don't know what it is about the city that, anyway, God bless our city, I love our city. But if you get stuck behind a yellow light, you, you may miss five more lights and it's going to go. I'm serious when I say there's times where it takes me five minutes to get from my house to the church and sometimes it takes me 10. And it's all because of if I catch the lights just right. So I understand, I understand why you gun it. And please understand when I gun it. But I want you to understand this. It's not safe. It's not safe to gun it because the the, the yellow light doesn't mean gun it. It means caution, slow down, a red light is coming. And there are far more accidents that happen when the light is going yellow to red and someone thinks they can make it, listen, and they're just not fast enough. And sure enough, now you've gunned it and you're going twice as fast as you would have during a normal green and you ram into somebody. And some of you, listen, are in a position where you're about to make a major decision in life and you need this message more than you know because God's trying to teach you the rhythm and the pace of his flow. And right now you're in a position to to make a decision and some of you are moving too quickly. You're not using caution and you're about to hit a brick wall and I'm just here to try to help you. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29. I don't like this verse at all. I don't even want to tell you what it says. But if you're looking for wisdom, look to the Proverbs. And we're going to look throughout the Proverbs today. Proverbs 14, 29. Here it is. It's smart. Everybody say it's smart. Smart to be patient. Oh, I don't like that. It's smart to be patient. So when you're running your race, you don't want to, number one, we don't want to miss God's direction. Don't outpace the Lord. Don't miss God's direction. Proceed with caution, especially, as I said, when making a major decision, uh, when you're about ready to get married or you, you want to quit your job or you want to start a business, friend, proceed with caution. Prayerfully, I would say, proceed with caution. Let me just say this about marriage quickly. Um, give, me, give you some marriage advice, those of you that are thinking about getting married. Um, three words. This is going to save you so much money, so much time, so many headaches. Three words. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. 
you need to see that person at least all three, if, if it's at all possible, three, all 365 days of a given year. You need to see them in every season, when they're happy, when they're sad, when they're up, when they're down, when they're depressed, when they're struggling, when they have a job, when they lose a job, whatever it is, when they're off hours, in their hobbies, in the Christmas season, during the middle of the winter, and in Mother's Day, how do they treat mama, and all of these different things. You need to see them in the seasons of life. Why? Because it helps you to identify who they really are. Because dating is phony. <laughs> dating is phony. They even have phony filters now, and you guys know this. There are people, I, and I know I'm going to sound so old school and so old when I say this, but I just remember dating where you'd actually like look at the person and then like ask them out on a date, like so you actually saw like who you were talking to. But there are people literally when they do these, the online dating services, I'm not totally opposed to uh, all of it. I think I'm, I'm certainly opposed to some of it, but not all of it. But I'll say this, that there are people literally knock on the door, that person opens opens up the door and because of all the phony filters they look at them and go who are you who I mean they may not say it out loud but they're saying in their mind like who are you like I've seen all your Instagram pictures you don't look nothing like what's in your Instagram I'm just saying who are you who am I going out on a date with and that's the same way in your dating experience look everybody's on their best behavior you look good you smell your best you talk your best. You act your best, right? On a date, you're stunning. But in real life, <laughs> ladies, when you're dating a man, let me tell you something, ladies. Let me just be straight up honest with you. Ladies, when you're out on a date with a man, he, he knows how to say all the right things because he is a man on a mission. <laughs> Men on a mission will say and do just about anything. And I'm not saying that, dude, that you're, you're saying, no, not my dude. My dude is so honest and trustworthy. He is so talkative. We, we sit and we talk and he's a listener. and We sit for three hours and we just talk. He's so talkative and he's just such a listener. He's a great communicator. No, he's not. And those ladies that are in the room that are married, and you thought that that man was so communicative because he talked for three hours on the phone. He had phone stamina like you would never believe. And all of a sudden now, he does nothing but grunt. Hey, hi, it's so good to see. What, what would you like to eat tonight? <laughs> Especially when we're watching football, y'all. What, what, what time we got to leave to go to that? <laughs> If I didn't believe so strongly in creationism, I would wonder about evolution when it comes to men. I'm just saying because... <laughs> Ladies, am I wrong? Oh, I know you're trying to be quiet because you're with your man right now and it's all good. I get it. I understand. You don't want to throw him under the bus, but I'm just saying men, most men are just not like that in real life. But he buys me flowers and he goes to the chick flick movies and he seems to love it and he doesn't. <laughs> but he is a man on a mission and men on missions put up with a whole lot of stuff that later in life 
they don't really like. They're bluffing, some. And some are better at bluffing than others. As a matter of fact, they, they call it a poker face, right? I, I'm, not a, I'm not a poker player, but I understand the concept that the, the idea is that you want to bluff the people around the table into thinking that you've got more in your hand than you really got. And that's every man in the world. He's trying to bluff you into thinking he's got more in his hand than he really has got, right? Here's what the Bible says about it, about those that bluff Proverbs 21, 29. Wicked people bluff their way through life. Not all, now, not all dudes do this, okay? Just, they're, not all, they're not all liars, straight up liars. I'm not saying that. Wicked people bluff their way through life, but God's people, everybody say God's people. God's people think before they take a step. In other words, God's people proceed with caution. They're, they're careful. So what major decisions are you facing right now that you need God's step, God's walk, God's pace? Where do you need to slow down? Where do you not need to get in a hurry or in a rush? Where do you need to put things on pause or pump the brakes? You don't want to miss God's direction. Proverbs 4.26, like this, ponder the path of your feet. Then, everybody say then. Then all your ways will be sure. What does ponder mean? It's, it's kind of an old English word, but it, it simply means carefully consider the direction of your life. Ponder it. Think about it. Meditate on it. Carefully consider God's direction. You need to contemplate and evaluate and deliberate. As you move through life, you need to learn God's pace. That applies to your career, your marriage, your finances, everything. Proverbs 22.3 says it like this. Sensible people see trouble coming and avoid it, but unthinking people or an unthinking person will walk right into it and regret it later. How many of you know we've made some quick decisions and regretted it later? All the older folks in the room, you know what I'm talking about. And you know when this happens most, think about when it happens the most often, the, the impulsive bad decision is when you see the word sale. It comes through your pocketbook all the time. Impulse buying is what they call it. And that's where you get into debt. Proverbs 21.5, plan carefully and you'll have plenty. If you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. So how do you plan carefully in your spending? Well, I told Michelle early on in our marriage, the budget is our friend. Oh, she hated that. She still does. I, she hated that. The budget is our friend. It's our friend. If you have impulse buying syndrome, you need to nip it in the budget. Because <laughs> that's where you have to stop your spending. You got to plan it. If you got the see it, want it principle, you got to slow down. You have to ask yourself the question, what do I need to do today so that I can have what I need tomorrow? That's a good financial stewardship principle. What do I need to do at the beginning of the year so that I'll be fine at the end of the year? 
People are predicting, you know, it's, there's going to be the, the recession's coming, it's coming, and we've seen bits and pieces of it, and certainly we've seen it at the grocery store and at the gas pump and all those other things. But, you know, they, they suggest that this is going to be a potential year of this and potential year of that. And I'm not saying live in fear or anything like that. I'm not saying empty your 401k or whatever it is that you're thinking. But what I am saying is this is, are you planning in a way that God would be honored when he sees your checkbook at the end of the year? Where are you sowing? Number two, while you're running your race, don't get too emotional. Don't get too emotional. Proceed with caution when you start to feel emotional. Look at uh, impulse or impulsiveness or spontaneity is great for a date night. That's fine for a vacation, but in most ways, major decisions, don't go with your gut that's really bad advice. The movies just, oh, they kill me with this. Just go with your gut. Follow your heart. Sounds like such a wonderful thing. Follow your heart. You just prance through the tulips. Follow your heart. Do you know what the Bible says about your heart? It's deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? It, it talks about, look, there's nobody that lies to you more than yourself. You lie to yourself all the time. Your heart lies to you. Why? Because your emotions get so deeply involved. And if you go with your gut, you might have had spicy pizza the night before and that messed up your gut. Your gut reaction and your gut feeling sometimes is wrong. Trust the force, Luke. Look inside yourself. No, you don't need to do that. You need to find something that is an objective source of truth. The Bible is that source of truth. It's, it's all, the Bible is about facts over feelings. Proverbs 19, 2 says it like this. Enthusiasm without knowledge is not good. Impatience will get you into trouble. In other words, your feelings get you all hyped up to do something without getting the facts. I did something really stupid when I was in Colorado years ago. <clears throat> we were out with a group of pastors and I saw a wall. Uh, just a big rock wall. And it was out near the Gatlinburg area. And if you've ever been out there, it's beautiful. But there's lots of places, uh, mountainous areas. And, and they had cut through this area to put a road in. It was like a huge rock wall, probably 30 feet tall. I thought just, I mean, I don't know what happened to me, but on a whim, I was going to climb it. No climbing gear, nothing special. I just, it was cold enough that I, I had gloves on. But other than that, nothing special. And I just start climbing it. My friends, I get about literally 15 feet up. And my friends go, hey, dude, be careful. I don't think that's secure. And my brother-in-law, thankfully, came uh, uh, out like right underneath where I was standing. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, man. And what I didn't know is it was uh, shale, S-H-A-L-E, shale. I, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a, a rock that's kind of, it's mud and rock, but uh, it, it falls, it can, it can cut real fast, uh, fall from that area. And, and you could see, sadly, after I was all the way up in the air, I was looking down and I realized there's a lot of shale on the ground. And all I could think of, if I'm being honest, was what in the shale Am I doing, no, I'm just, look, come on now, look, I know I'm going to get three emails, at least three, three. I just offended somebody, they're going to walk out the door, I made a shale joke. <laughs> 
But I kept climbing very stupidly because I thought, well, I'm closer to the top than I am to the bottom. And as I took another about five feet worth of, of step, I, I fell. Fortunate for me, I fell holding on. You ever seen a, like a cat that goes, like goes down the uh, side of drapes? Just, yeah! that was me all the way down. Yeah! And I fell and I pushed off at the very last second and my brother-in-law caught me and my, my gloves were completely shredded and, and underneath the gloves, my fingers were all bleeding, but I survived. I mean, I was, thank God I was fine. But listen, some of you are hanging on the rock wall. And you just don't realize that God's been trying to tell you, just like my brother-in-law, he was trying to speak smart advice, give me good words of wisdom, and I just wasn't willing to listen, and I kept climbing. And friends, some of you are in the same place. People in your life that love you, that care about you, that support you, that encourage you, are godly people are trying to tell you, hey, man, there's shale. <laughs> you're climbing up something that's unstable. You're, you're moving in a direction that's not biblical. It's not right. It's not healthy. It's, it's going to cause you problems, and you just keep climbing, and I'm here to encourage you to look at what God's trying to teach you. Stay with his pace. Feelings without facts are not good. Proceed with caution. Proverbs 18, 13 says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. You got to put the facts above your feelings. Don't get so emotional that you become irrational. Let me say that again. Don't become so emotional that you become irrational. Don't just rely on your gut or your impulse. The Bible says that's not smart. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. I'm going to invite the worship team to come as we prepare to close. Proceed with caution. Don't be feelings focused. Listen, friends, when you're too emotional, when you're tired, when you're angry, when you're depressed, when you're frustrated, when you're discouraged, when you're lonely, whatever it is, don't make a major decision. If humanly possible, don't make a major decision while you're emotional like that. I'll prove my point. How many of have you have ever made a bad decision while you were too emotional about it? Put up your hands. Put up your hands. Put up your hands if you've had that. How many of you would say that that was a bad idea and it, it kind of bit you, okay? Yeah, young people in the room, there was a lot of hands that went up. I'm just saying, you've got to be careful. Don't let your emotions lead you. When you just react or you overreact, Rather than respond, it gets you in trouble all the time. James 1.19 says, everyone should be, here it is. This is good relationship advice. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. This is putting the facts before the feelings. Listen to the rhythm of that verse. It's quick, slow, slow. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. If you do the first, the second two come a bit more naturally. Many times we're slow to listen and quick to speak, and then we're quick to get angry. And the result is we mess up our relationship. Friends, I'm trying to help you in conflict with your, your marriage or with your children, in your friendships. All of that nonsense and that volatility could be avoided if you would just be a little more slow to speak, quick to listen. Proverbs 14, 29 says, a patient person is very smart but a quick-tempered person makes stupid mistakes. Everybody say some stupid mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Proverbs 15, 28 says, the heart of the godly thinks carefully. Everybody say, thinks carefully before speaking. Fr friends, you got to put your mind in gear before you put your mouth in gear. That's what it's saying. 
And that's, by the way, especially true on social media. They say this, please don't get hooked by all the social media trolls into some stupid argument that goes nowhere with circular logic and never breeds any benefit. There are a lot of people on social media that just have too much time on their hands. They're just sitting at home doing nothing and they got nothing better to do than troll you. You, Look, you don't have to answer a fool in his folly, right? A lot of people are just critical and unhappy and mean-spirited and angry and argumentative. And, and they, there's, if you spend too much time with them, you become like them. And you've got to be careful before you hit the social media button. I, I, I have to caution those that are younger than me because I grew up in an era where I didn't have social media. I didn't have a cell phone when I was growing up. So I didn't have to worry about the one thing I did following me in my life like 30 years later when I was trying to get a job after I had kids and a family and all that. But on social media, everything that you're doing is is being caught and saved for a time of future release. And I would just encourage you with your words. Look, I get angry too. I get frustrated too. I have emotions too. I I get disappointed or I, I go through seasons where I'm listening to the pundits or the talking heads, whoever they may be in the news area or whatever, and I just get mad or I get frustrated. Or I get, and then I just want to go off on somebody, but I, I don't. I go to, I try to go to the Lord and talk to Him about it, or I talk to those who are spiritual, godly influence in my life. Say, hey, you know, I'm just struggling with this, or I see the world go in this direction, and it just really bothers me. And I really get that, and that's healthy. That's a good outlet. But taking your comments, all the negative stuff to social media and blowing up social media to tell the world one more thing that you don't like about the world, what, one more thing you don't believe in. Friends, this world needs to know what you do believe in. Desperately, they need to know what do you believe in? What do you believe Is there anything in your life worth sharing that God's doing in your life? Is there anything positive in the world? Is there anything that you can say about your family, your friends, your coworkers, your Lord, that could be a benefit, a blessing, and an influence? If so, share that. Proverbs 15, 18 says, a person with a bad temper stirs up conflict. They stir it up. But a person who's patient calms things down. And I'm not going to go into detail in this third point. I'll just maybe save it for another time, but don't get impatient. I understand. I get impatient too. But God's trying to teach us patience. He's trying to teach us how to love one another. He's trying to teach us how to navigate life by following his rhythm, his pace. There's something so supernatural about following the flow of God, walking in the Spirit. Friends, walking in the Spirit is not so super spiritual and super dynamic and so crazy out there that you'll never achieve it. It's just simply being sensitive to God's Holy Spirit that resides in you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that's a lot of power that lives in you. And he says that same Spirit wants to teach you how to live, wants to put conviction in your spirit, 
wants to stop you from making foolish decisions, wants to stop you and hold your tongue when you're about ready to unleash on your coworker or your friend or your spouse or your kids. Because friends, what you sow, you end up reaping. And there are seeds in your life that are so important that if you're not careful, if you're not too careful, you'll sow them in the wrong place. And the seed won't produce something positive. And today, I just want to plant a seed of spiritual life in you to say, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight. Let's pray about that. Lord Jesus, today in this room, I know that there are many that are struggling through decisions, life decisions, balancing kids and marriage and house and bills and stress and in-laws and outlaws and all the challenges of life, the job and the boss and the business and all the things that come with this life. But right now in this room, I sense that there are those who are at least open to be vulnerable with the Spirit of God in their life to be sensitive to his voice and to simply say yes. Lord, all that's, that's all we need to give you is our yes. Yes, we'll obey you. Yes, we'll serve you. Yes, we'll be sensitive to you. Yes, we'll hear your voice and go where you want us to go and do what you've called us to do to become all that you've desired us to become. If you just keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for a moment, there may be some in this room or watching online, you'd say, Mark, that's me. I need Jesus to come into my life. I need to make him Lord and Savior of every single area of my life. And friends, I want you to know he's here for you. This whole message is laid out for you. He's here for you. God's Spirit wants to come and refresh you. He wants to lift that burden that, that, that keeps you down or weighs you down. He's here to forgive you. He's here to heal your broken heart. He's here to keep you on the straight and narrow path. But it requires constant sensitivity to his spirit. And if that's you in this room, you say, Mark, I need Jesus to come into my life. Maybe it's a first time decision. Or Mark, I need to renew my, my commitment to him. Or Mark, I just, I've got decisions that are weighing heavy. And I, I need the, 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 the voice of God. I need God's spirit to guide me, to lead me, to direct me. I don't want to be led by my emotions. I want to be led by his spirit. He knows all things. We know very little, but he wants to guide your steps. If that's you in any of those categories or, or one I didn't mention, and you say, Mark, include me in this closing prayer. If that's you, I want you to do this while heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you just slip up your hand, acknowledging by the raised hand, Mark, that's me. Include me in the prayer. Yes, God bless you all over this place. So many hands going up. So many hands in the balcony, on the main floor, under balcony. I can uh, just a slew of hands today just saying, that's me, include me. I want to include you in this prayer right now. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I'm going to invite you. Uh, first, I want to pray the, a prayer over you, and then I want to invite you into the prayer. So first of all, Lord, help us to be sensitive, to walk in your spirit, to know when to speed up and when to slow down, when to go fast and when to be patient and wait. God, help us to be cautious 
in both the steps of my life and the stops of my life. Lord, help me to trust your timing. I want to follow you in obedience to your plan and your purpose for my life. And now, if you would just be included in this prayer right now, uh, in whatever category you fit into, especially you who raised your hand, I want you to say this prayer out loud after me, but I want us all to pray this prayer out loud like we mean it. Can you just repeat this out loud after me? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I repent for all I've done wrong. I believe that you died and rose again for me. I make you Lord and Savior of every area of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing me. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, friends, you prayed that prayer. You meant business with God. I want you to know God heard you when you spoke and he knows your heart and he wants to help you in the journey of faith. And in this moment, I'd like to take time to to take communion. Go ahead, if you would, you can uh, take out the emblems and if we've got our ushers prepared, if you wanna go ahead and just come to the front and then walk uh, your way back, just flag them down. If you did not receive these communion emblems, the juice and the bread, but if you did receive them, they're gonna walk past and you just wave them down. Go ahead and uh, if you'll pull back, peel back that first tab that that reveals the bread. And today as we take of this bread, I want us to be reminded of what God did for us. He sent his one one and only son from heaven to earth. God in human form, 100% man, 100% God. And the Bible says that he lived a perfect and sinless life. And then after having that lived that, that sinless life, he chose to go to the cross to take the punishment of our sin in his body on the cross. And so today, as we remember what he did for us, friends, you need to know who you're trusting in. You're trusting in the one that loves you with an everlasting love, supernatural love. And today we're gonna receive of this bread by faith. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples. He said, this is my body, which was broken for you. Take this and as you do, do it in remembrance of him. Let's receive this bread by faith. for breaking your body that ours could be made whole and right with you. If you'll go ahead and flip that over and pull back the tab revealing the juice. The Bible says after Jesus took the bread, he took the cup and he lifted it up and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. He says it, it's, a, it's a symbol of, of my blood. And then he says, take it, and as you do, do it in remembrance of me. So when we take this juice and drink it, what it, is, what it symbolizes and what it reminds us of is the dear price that Jesus paid to make us free. And he who the Son has set free is free indeed. Let's receive this cup by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you just remain seated for a moment, worship team, would you lead us in this reflective song about the blood of Jesus Christ and what it did for us.
with us. And would you sing that one more time? Oh, precious is the flow. Can you sing that with us? Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing. Thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die and rise from the dead, to give us new life. And now, Lord, I speak that life to be released over this congregation, that they would be filled full with the Holy Spirit and his power to live a godly life. As I release you with this blessing, you just receive this by faith and I'm going to release some of our leadership team and those in our greeter team to they can be dismissed at this time so they can greet you on the way out but may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you may the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace and may the Lord our God write his name on your heart and declare you're my child no one can take you from my hand May you know the love of your Savior that came and died for you and rescued you. And may you give that love away to as many as humanly possible. I bless you to be a blessing to your family, to your friends, to your co-workers, to those in your neighborhood and within your sphere of influence. I bless you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, those that are first-time guests or those that have never had a chance to meet us, we would be so honored to meet you in our guest reception right after this service, out the doors and to your left. And the Grow Track signups is to out and to your right. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the, the, the Freedom Groups are available for signups out the door and to your right. We love you. God bless you. Have a Jesus-filled week. We will see you this Wednesday or next Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed.